Hello, a very warm welcome to another episode of Middle-Aged Madness with me, Susie. Warm being the operative word here. Oh my goodness, I don't know where you might be listening to this podcast from, but here in England, it is chilly. Oh, we had such a mild kind of September and October, and actually even maybe the beginning of November was quite mild but oh my goodness that cold has suddenly really come come to us and uh as probably a lot of people are doing we're trying not to put the heating on too much so i'm getting nice and cozy underneath my blankets with my dressing gown on yes i'm in my pajamas but i'm all nice and cozy on my lovely soft sofa I'm sure it's not a middle-aged thing to enjoy some of those nice, cosy kind of comforts. I've always been somebody who has loved curling up on the sofa with a blanket. I've used the same blanket for about 10 years, one that I received as a teacher, I received as a gift. I think it's actually like more like a kind of shawl wrap type thing it's from accessorize i'm not sure it's a it's a blanket but it's big enough for a blanket i use it as a blanket but i do find myself as i get older certainly in the last five years or so so kind of since mid 30s i found that when i get cold i get very tired and i'm not sure that was always the case but it's something that i've definitely noticed as i get older Um, Perhaps it's the same for you or perhaps you don't really feel the cold, in which case you're very lucky. But the cold can definitely make me yawn quite a lot, which can be really embarrassing because I work half my time at work is spent in um, an office in a school and we just have single glazed windows that don't shut very well. Uh, They're a bit kind of leaky and so it can get really cold in there and I find it quite embarrassing when there are six other people in the office and I'm constantly having to stifle my yawns so yes it's something that I've noticed as I get older and it can be quite embarrassing but I'm hoping I have heard rumours that as you get into middle-aged and and you settle into it that um you start not to give two figs what people think about you. So perhaps I have all of that to come so I can be yawning away and not actually care too much what people think. But perhaps I have all of that to come. Who knows? I wanted to talk today about sleep. Now, I appreciate I have a nearly four-year-old, so that's obviously impacting on my sleep. But I am always somebody who has, well, I've always been a bit of an owl. I don't know about you. Some people tend to be owls and some people tend to be larks. Uh, My mum always tells the story of having my brother and then 18 months later having me. And my brother has always been a lark, always kind of going to bed early-ish, getting up in good time. I am somebody who stays up as late as possible and then who gets up as late as possible, snoozing my alarm a gazillion times. Let me know if you're the same. And my mum ended up with these two children 
one of whom, me, would be keeping her up late at night. And then the other one, my brother, who would be waking her up early in the morning. And it seemed she survived many years on not very much sleep at all. So kudos to you, mum. I I can't do it. I have been only recently enjoying sleeping through the night. Yes, at nearly four years old. But it's not just children who can wake you up in the night. I have a good friend who has two adorable, beautiful cats. But one of them is a real mouser. So quite regularly, my friend will be woken up in the middle of the night by a mouse scurrying around and she'll have to she's an expert now at catching mice in the middle of the night and uh, putting them outside so it's not just children who can keep you awake and things like that but I do remember it must have been 10 perhaps 15 years ago so I was in my early 30s perhaps late 20s and my dad would have been in his mid to late 50s and I remember him saying that he kind of doesn't need as much sleep anymore and that he wakes up around 5, 5.30 in the morning and he will get up and he will go and make coffee for him and my mum and he'll bring it back to bed and they'll sit and listen to the radio and you know have a hot drink before they get up and start their day. And I remember listening to this and I was a bit younger than I am now and I just remember being amazed that anybody would voluntarily get up at five half past five and not want to actually just try and sleep a little bit more so I'm wondering I'd love to know if you are perhaps in the middle of middle age or you're kind of coming out of the end of middle age have you found this have you discovered that actually as you get older you don't need as much sleep because I'm just really looking forward to that day. I just find myself so kind of grumpy because especially now I'm I have a massive kind of sleep deficit that I'm just starting to try and catch up and I just think when will the time come when I can survive on six hours sleep a night Will that time never come? <laughs> Maybe you've come out of the end of middle age, you know, in that kind of nice older age, and you still really love your eight hours sleep a night. I wonder what kind of person I'm going to be. I have heard before that you don't need as much sleep as you get older. My dad kind of confirmed that for me, and he was only kind of mid to late 50s, so not even that old. And you can tell I'm middle-aged because I'm saying mid to late 50s is not that old. Um, Yes, so I'd love to know how much sleep you need and if you think that it's something that you need less of as you get older. Because I and my cat's mummy friend will probably be very appreciative that we can be awake in the middle of the night and actually it's not too bad. The other thing that I wanted to talk about today was invisibility as a middle-aged woman and perhaps even an older woman. You might know what I mean when I say invisibility. 
I don't mean the ability to render myself completely invisible to the rest of society. That would be an interesting superpower. I'm not sure it's the one I'd choose. I quite like the idea of the superpower where you could speak every single language in the world. That would be pretty cool. I'd quite like that superpower. The whole flying thing scares me. Invisibility. I'd just worry that people would try and make me make me become invisible to do bad things and steal money for them and stuff. I wouldn't like that. I'd be constantly worried that somebody would find out. But I digress. Sorry about that. I'm fascinated with the whole superpower thing. Please feel free in the Facebook group to tell me what your superpower would be. I would love that. But anyway, being invisible as a middle-aged woman. So as I say, you, you might know what I'm talking about. It's that idea that when you stop being a younger woman and you start becoming middle-aged, suddenly people don't kind of notice you. And I'm not saying that as we walk around, everybody should be turning their heads and looking and going, wow, look at that woman walking down the street. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Um, let me give you an example of what I mean. So today, so I visit different schools part of the time and I was visiting a secondary school today. And while I was there, there were two instances when people could have held a door open for me. Now, bear in mind, I'm not expecting people to always just hold a door open for me and treat me like I'm royalty or anything like that. I just mean as a common courtesy, I would stop and wait for somebody to come through the door. You just you kind of want it in return, don't you? But here I was in this secondary school as this middle-aged woman and the first opportunity was when I was waiting and there were a load of students many of whom were taller than me which is not hard but they were coming through the door and I just stood and waited okay you think they were coming through for a lesson Maybe it's not quite so bad, but as a visitor, and I was clearly a visitor, I had the lanyard and I had my official work lanyard on and I was pulling a wheelie case and I had another case on my shoulder. You just kind of, you you really want somebody to take the initiative and stop and say, oh, you come through. Anyway, maybe I'm expecting too much. But the second, which is the far more interesting time that it happened today the second time it happened was a group of three I'm assuming they looked roughly middle-aged in that slightly annoying way that men have of perhaps not quite looking their ages but they the three of them came through this double door I was very clearly heading towards the same door I was outside there were no other doors. I hadn't turned left on the path. I was definitely coming towards this door. The three of them came through and the last one just let it go. And to give you some kind of idea, imagine kind of a heavy double door kind of gently swinging shut. I got there just as it joined the other door. 
So I, it wasn't like I was miles away. And it just made me think, am I invisible now? If I had been, almost guarantee, if I had been a younger, definitely younger, perhaps taller, perhaps slimmer woman, I just get the feeling one of them would have held the door. The last one maybe would have held the door for me. Equally, if I was a, a definitely and much older lady and just kind of, maybe, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they're just not very nice people. I don't know. It just made me feel slightly invisible. And I wondered whether that was perhaps me placing my own, I don't know, feelings of insecurity or perhaps wanting to be invisible. I don't know. Perhaps it was me putting onto them my own kind of reasonings for their behaviour. Um, but equally, it may be my general persona because I do look middle-aged. And actually, just before these three gentlemen had come through the door, I'd passed a group of teenagers, again, most of them were taller than me. And I was walking past and I remember thinking to myself, just look like you're just not not bothered about things, unconcerned about things. I didn't want them to look at me and think, oh, look, look at her. I just wanted just, I actually, I will be absolutely truthful. I did want to be almost invisible at that point. I did want to be someone who just wasn't really on their radar. And I think that partly comes because perhaps it's something you've experienced, perhaps it isn't, but there is a slight trepidation there sometimes when you come across a group of youths and you don't really want them to notice you because as we all know because we've all been there when you're a teenager you can be quite a lot of an idiot can't you and you don't you're thinking quite a lot about yourselves and it's it's not a teenager's fault because there have been scientific studies it it is to do with their brains not having fully developed yet but that's the kind of situation where you don't want to draw any attention to yourself. And I'm sure these these students would have been absolutely fine. Um, I'm probably doing them a disservice. But as I say, it's just a sense of trepidation. I didn't really want them to look at me and think. And I, I just wanted me to walk past and they go, oh, there's a lady. And that was that's the sum total of their thoughts about me and our interaction and all of that. So perhaps... I was kind of putting on this, I don't know, relaxed, don't care kind of attitude too much. And the three gentlemen who came through the door seconds later, perhaps I gave that impression to them as well. I don't, I don't know. I just got that kind of impression that had I been younger or male or if I'd had a child or if I'd been perhaps obviously disabled I do have a disability I have a hearing loss but it's 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 an invisible disability unless you see my hearing aids so but if I was in a wheelchair perhaps one of them because we are rightly socially conditioned most of us there are unfortunately some asses in the world still but we are generally socially conditioned to be looking out for people who need extra help oh that person's got a child 
that person's got um, a wheelchair, that person's got a heavy shopping bag and they've obviously got a bit of a limp and perhaps, you know, we're, we're kind of conditioned to that, aren't we? So maybe, because I am fortunately a healthy middle-aged woman, apart from the tiredness, but I'm healthy. So perhaps it just I just flew under their radar. I'm not quite sure. But I have heard from different people that they too have experienced this kind of idea of invisibility. And some people find it really freeing. As they get older, it goes with that not giving two figs about what people think. And they just... They just, right, I'm now I'm just going to kind of do what I like, you know, within reason. Do what I like, wear what I like, because I am invisible to society. And it kind of makes me a bit sad thinking about it. I mean, middle-aged women should not be invisible to society. I remember reading somewhere quite a few years ago now, I studied film at university, and I remember reading... An article. It was an interview with somebody, and they were talking about how, for middle-aged women, there is a lack of really great film roles because a lot of the directors and producers, certainly back then, this is twenty years ago, perhaps less so now, but a lot of the directors and the producers and the studio executives, they're male. So they want to put onto screen what they would want to watch and they don't find middle-aged women interesting. They want young women or they want funny grannies or they want men they can relate to or they want fantasy. They don't want just middle-aged women kind of living their lives. And perhaps this is perhaps the whole thing, the whole idea of invisibility and that kind of thing. Perhaps it's social conditioning. Perhaps I and other people are conditioned by society to consider that middle-aged women are and should be invisible because we're not important. We've perhaps fulfilled our role in childbearing and perhaps now we are decrepit and defunct husks of people (laughs) we can just fade into the background I don't know I, I would be very very interested to hear people's thoughts on this have you ever felt invisible as a middle aged person do you think that it's something that women perhaps it's like a self fulfilling prophecy so we think we're going to be invisible once we pass childbearing years so we 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 make ourselves invisible or do you think perhaps that it is society perhaps you agree with me perhaps you think it's it's all society and middle-aged women feel invisible because the rest of society i.e younger people and men just have decided that we, sh- we should be invisible. I don't know. I would really, really love to know your thoughts on this one. So I have waffled on long enough. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to have your company. 
I would love you to come over and join the Facebook group, get involved in the discussions, start your own discussion. I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on anything that I've spoken about today. You can find the Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash middle aged madness. Or if you're on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram. I am at middleagedmadness.podcast. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening and I will catch up with you soon. Bye bye.